This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? All right. Um, I will be very honest with y'all. <laughs> Verse four and uh, and following are looking like the longest road ever for me. And uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly where I, like I'm sitting for my my soul Um, in the scriptures right now. I am in between Proverbs, uh, Exodus, um, going through the whole Bible again to, you know, Luke, uh, John. I'm like all over the place (laughs) right now um, with what I want to to hear from the Lord. Like I I want to hear from from God. but again, like I, I, I'm trying to settle my mind and calm my heart and any form of anxiety, even in reading the word. Um, and so, um, because as much as I don't know how much, I know I keep saying this, like as much as I don't know how much time I have, I'm not like, I'm not like afraid that something's gonna happen to me or anything like that, but not saying that I don't think like that sometimes, but I want, I don't, I want to make sure that I don't miss something. And so, um, just be praying for me on that because I'm just like, Lord, I just don't want to miss it. I just don't want to miss it. And, um, you know, I, I said something a few weeks ago that got my heart stirring for some passions that I have. And uh, I'm just like, Lord, um, we need to we need to place this in its proper place, like position. We need to push this, position this in its proper place. And um, uh yeah, we need to do that. So, I I am uh, I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at the last four verses, and I'm like, come on, <laughs> because because <laughs> I'm like I just I'm I don't know I committed to it. I'm like I gotta get through these verses. So I'm gonna do what I can, <laughs> and I could stop. I could just be like, yeah, you know what, it is what it is. But. No, because he has something for me. I'm I'm gleaning from this right here, right now. And it's possible, frankly speaking, the Lord might really be like Naomi. This this is probably gonna be a season that you don't have any real insight to. You just you just need to walk by faith right now. You just need to trust that whatever I'm asking you to do today is sufficient. And that is hard as a mug. Like, are you sure? You show me the blueprint. You show me the vision. You show me this. You show me that. And and literally, I'm holding a lantern directly in front of me. It only goes as far as my arm. 
and I can only see that that much light <laughs> on the ground for me to walk and that's what that's what this feels like right now David says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and then he says I will hide his word in my heart that I might not sin against him and I'm trying to hide his word in my heart that I might not sin against the Lord in my zeal and going too fast in any type of slothfulness that keeps me from walking in step with the spirit, trying to make sure I don't say the wrong thing and trying to make sure I don't overshoot or undershoot, um, that I hit my mark, that I hit my target. And um, I don't feel like the pressure's on me. That's not what this is, but I just want to I kind of want to just, I want to do right by the Lord so that I can also enjoy what I'm doing because I want this to be enjoyable. I want this to feel like breathing, like just, oh man, I'm made for this. I know I am. I just want it to come out of me like, this is good. And then have moments where I just flex on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm just flexing and I can just feel the power of the Holy Spirit. I want that. I feel like right now it's just an awkward this is as far as I'm going. Like, this is as far as I got. This is as far as you giving me right now, Lord. Okay. You know, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to be okay with that. I'm trying to sit in that. Um, verse four is very, um, it's, it's, I don't know. I, it, it can go so many different ways. I'm not really sure which way this is going to go, but it, it it's going to go somewhere. It has to go somewhere. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. I don't know, man. I hate to say this, but I feel like that is just as simple as it gets. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't have anything else to say like I feel like that's just one like right now I mean I, I believe there's depth in these in these words and in this verse a time to weep and a time to laugh um a time to mourn and a time to dance I like that I love that um weep and laugh we all go through that we all have those moments you know tears and laughter come from the same vessel all the time. Sometimes I cry when I'm happy. <laughs> Sometimes I laugh when I'm sad because my, my emotions get so jacked up. Like there are times where I'm, I'm laughing, but it's the only thing I can do to keep myself from punching something in the face, like someone in the face or punching a wall or something. So like it's, it's hard. And I feel like that's the, that's the, that's the dissonance between the two the weeping and the laughing the mourning and the dancing it's like oh it's just an uncomfortable twist in your stomach where you start feeling those knots that I, I mean I feel like I'm in that place more more so than I am in the clarity of weeping and laughing at least right now in this season I feel like I'm doing both it's like I'm laughing while I'm I'm sad and I'm mourning while I'm happy and I'm I'm laughing when I'm angry and I'm like just a lot going on in me. I encourage you to read that verse for yourself and figure out where you are. I'm smack in the middle with all of it all together. And it's just working itself out in me. Um, but there is a time to weep and a time to laugh. And I think 
I think we have a, a harder time staying in the weeping because it requires waiting on yourself to heal before you can laugh again. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to just be in a perpetual state of grief or mourning, weeping and mourning, weeping and mourning. But he tells us weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. When we read that, I don't have the exact reference right now in my mind, so I, I can't quote it. But when, when, when it says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning, I think we get caught up in the for a night part and say, oh yeah, tomorrow is the day I'm going to be, you know, amped and pumped up again. It's all going to come back. It's all going to be good. But like that night is, is subjective. <laughs> in life when you have seasons when you're dealing with the rhythms and the cycles of life that night could be 12 hours from you know sunset to sun up it could be 24 hours it could be a week it could be a few months it could be uh, a quarter of a century it could be your entire lifetime the hope it's not the hope is it's not your entire lifetime but night is subjective the focus in this is to remember that joy will come. No matter how long it takes for the weeping in the morning, joy will come. But I want to I want to release freedom to some of you who are listening right now who are like, yo, I feel like I've been crying forever. Just crying and crying and crying and crying. And I've just, or mourning, mourning, crying. I don't know why I'm feeling that there's a difference between the weeping and the mourning. Mourning, I feel like is, is speaking more to the person who has dealt with loss and and whether it's personal loss like internal loss um or or loss of a loved one loss of an ex of an experience whereas weeping i feel like it's like it, it's coming from outside in something has affected you and you're weeping for that or you're or, or you're you're saddened by something like something else where i feel like mourning i don't know the connotation for that for me is like this wailing, this internal grief that's just coming out. Um, but yeah, I, I, because they're so uncomfortable, we tend to rush through them. And I, I receive what God is saying through me right now because I, I, I'm right there. I'm telling myself, you gotta get over it. You got business, you have, you have to tend to this stuff. There are things you need to attend to. You gotta come on. Get it together, Naomi. Like I'm, I'm saying that to myself, but, but I, but I believe I also ne I need to allow myself to sit in the weeping, to sit in the mourning, just a little bit, and allow, allow that time to pass the way that it's supposed to, so that when I'm in the season of laughter and I'm in the season of dancing. I don't have remnants of that weeping and mourning. Not saying that I don't have memories of the weeping or I don't recall the weeping in the morning, but that I don't find myself back in that place of weeping and mourning as though I was not finished with it or as though it wasn't healed. So I, 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 I'm giving myself freedom. What I hear the Lord saying to me is give yourself freedom, Naomi to weep in the in to, to, to stay in the weeping to stay in the mourning so that you can heal because our tears are important to the lord 
They really are. In the Psalms, it says he carries every one of our tears in a bottle. He knows exactly where they come from. They're not offensive to him. Every tear is an offering. Every tear is a prayer to the Lord. But scientifically, I think they say like when you're crying, there's something different that happens in your body. When you're crying, it actually like it, it, it releases a certain chemical that helps the healing process of grief and mourning. So keeping that stuff in is not worth it. It's just not. I mean, if you have, I'm sure there are other ways people mourn in different ways. They grieve in different ways. They weep in different ways, but there's something, or they mourn, but there's something about weeping, allowing yourself to physically cry that actually heals your mind, heals your body, and allows your soul to just have that connected, that that weak moment with the Lord where he has the freedom and the authority and and, and wills in his grace to be your strength. Oh man. I mean, there have been times where I've just literally wailed before the Lord, but they have been, they've been the most destitute times in my life and also the most um, beautiful and close times that I've had with the Lord. Um, just ailing in my spirit, just that depth where even to the point where I'm just wailing before the Lord and 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 then just crying out to him with groans that I cannot interpret myself but the Holy Spirit just just groans through me and he intercedes on my behalf and I'm sitting there like Lord it, in my mind I'm hearing myself like I'm saying to the Lord like I don't know where this is coming from Abba but interpret this holy spirit get it to where it needs to go because i refuse to be back in this place again for this reason it's not to say that i won't weep again i won't mourn again i won't grieve again but for this thing i'm letting this thing go i was not going to share this story but i think i need to this see i started off and i'm like i ain't got nothing to say about this the lord's like oh, you don't okay well a couple days ago I think it was uh my car was getting fixed so i think it was monday um i was at a store called at home it's like a furnishing store here in um in, in buford and um i was in there with my sister and I've, I've been going through a very interesting season y'all it's real i'll share it when when the time comes um but um my sister and i were in there together and she happened to share something with me. And it was a simple statement. Um, but because of what I'm what I'm enduring in this season, I did not realize that what she said would trigger something in me so strong. And she wasn't saying anything mean or anything, but she she said something and literally like I was at a loss for words and y'all already know these one hour podcasts come on now our episodes or whatever uploads whatever the, these talks <laughs> are not are not are not short and uh yeah so and in that moment it's like i felt my mind going so fast i had so many things running through my mind in that moment but I could not get any words out for a good minute or two. I literally like walked away and I was like 
pacing around the other aisles and she's like I'm still over here and I, I finally came back around and I was like oh my goodness and I was able to articulate what was happening but as I did that I started to feel very strongly just something coming up like like the, the the cup of my of my soul was being filled with so much grief and mourning and I'm in the middle of a story y'all I'm in the middle <laughs> and y'all know how furniture stores are like or like decor stores they're like people are in there like just enjoying their time they're dreaming they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their kitchen and everyone's just kind of chill it's very relaxing part of the reason why we were both in there in the first place um but it just started coming up and coming up and as I started talking to her I just the only thing I could say was I need a moment and I didn't know what to do in that moment because I really did not want to cry in public and I definitely didn't know how this cry was gonna go okay there's there are those cries where you're like <laughs> Jesus and then there are those cries where you're like fetal position guess which one this was or ended up being Mm-hmm. you're absolutely right your girl was literally like knees to you know to elbows to knees grabbing onto the cart like hyperventilating <laughs> just just letting like it just I I could not I could not I could my mind was saying what are you doing my soul was saying today is the day is the last day you cry over this like she didn't say anything she, she I wasn't crying about what she said at all but it triggered something in me and the thoughts that I had that were triggered those were the things that those tears were washing away those were the things that those that that my weeping and my mourning was washing away and when I think about it now like literally in that moment I was thinking about things that have been affecting me for like 10 years 10 years I'll tell you what it is rejection 10 years rejection being looked over being passed by people dismissing discounting like ignoring forsaking like all these things just started hitting like just hitting coming so hard and in that moment I finally had a moment of like of like clarity and understanding what was happening in that moment that was the grace of the holy spirit and it was just in that moment i felt i felt in my in my mind in my mind to be able to pray to the lord lord take these tears and wash away these memories god this is the last time spirit that i cry over these things I submit them to you, God. I don't care what I look like right now. This is a holy moment. Papa, I submit them to you. You take them right now in the name of Jesus, released and freed up from these things that have held me so, held me down so long. A decade, y'all. A straight decade. Did not know. I did not know, but in that moment, it was exceptionally clear from the Lord, you need to wash away this rejection right here, right now. 
let that go. And it, I mean, you can ask my sister. She was there. I know she was like, <laughs> I know she stood next to me because people are probably like, what is happening? And she's like, mm, it's okay. Just putting her hand up. It's okay. You know, I think it was a good 10 minutes. Really? In the store. At home. Imagine. I love that. Look at the Lord. I was at home. Yes, it was to many, to other people, a furniture store, a a home decor store. But in that moment, I cried like I was at home. Because what came out of me then is a familiar sound. But that sound was only a sound that I had allowed myself to, to, to express in the comfort of my own home in this closet, on my bed, in my home. But anywhere that the Lord is, is home. And if he sees fit to use wherever you are as a time to weep, as a time to mourn so that there's a time to laugh and a time to dance. Let him, the orchestrator of life, the one who holds your world in his hands, be the one to determine what that time looks like and when that time comes. I won't go as far to say that I am now laughing but I can say that I'm slow dancing to that point I'm slow dancing with the Lord he's just got my hands and he's just looking at me and just holding my hands and he's doing a little two-step right now and trying to get me to 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 be involved with him a little bit um it hurts It hurts. It still hurts. And um, it still hurts, but it got me to, it got me thinking about what kind of offerings I'm giving to the Lord. Got me thinking about whether, like, whether I'm more concerned that the offering is in a beautiful package or if I'm concerned about um the contents like what's inside we need to be concerned about what's inside our offering what makes that offering valuable and not so much about how to dress it up how to bring it cuz yeah you're bringing an offering to the lord but if you if you recall the offerings before the greatest sacrifice that Christ made on the cross The offerings before that point were so ugly, so vicious. You had to go and get uh, uh, the purest of of birds, the purest of, 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 of cattle or oxen, the purest of these breeds, these animals, and then bring them before the altar of the holy, divine, pure God, and then slaughter these animals 
to make atonement, to, to take as a, as a symbol of taking your sin, as a symbol of taking your, your, your guilt and laying them before the Lord. But they weren't all guilt offerings. Some of these offerings were offerings of thanksgiving, offerings of praise. You had grain, you had fruit, you had all these offerings. Then you had the tithes and you're giving unto the Lord, all these things. And I think about, I think about the, the fullness of what was required of the people of God before Christ. And no, I don't have to do anything to receive from the Lord. But what I give to him, I should give in its purest form, whatever that form is. If it's grief, I give him my grief. If it's my weeping, I give him my weeping. If it's mourning, I give him my mourning. If it's laughter, if it's joy, whatever it is that I choose to give to the Lord or I render to the Lord or I lay at the foot of the cross or at the altar of his name, I give it to him purely, knowing that he's already accepted me He's willing to receive those things that have been burdens for me. He's willing to receive those things that have been um, strongholds. God wants to, to lighten our load. His yoke is easy and his burden is light, sisters. God desires to help you through these seasons of weeping and mourning and turn them into seasons or times of laughing and dancing. And it's so okay for you to be right where you are and to be free to release whatever is inside of you. We have to be willing to do that, y'all. And I'm not saying, I mean, I, I believe in faith that I released that thing. I did. I do. And I did. I, 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 I hmm. Will I ever face rejection again? Yeah. But at least let that, that rejection be <laughs> a new decade of rejection and not, not adding to 10 years of what that looked like. I don't want to add to that. Um, I gave that to, to the Lord. I did. And it was hard. It was ugly, slightly embarrassing. I'm so glad I was crying, crying so hard. My eyes were closed and I just, it's like the whole world just shut up for a second <laughs> and shut off and I couldn't see anything. And I was just, I was just done. So oh, that's verse four. I'm just gonna move on to verse five because I don't really know what to say about verse five. Like I really, really, really don't know what to say about verse five. Um, at least the first part of verse five, because. Mm -mm. So I'll read, I'll read what my Bible has to say in the footnotes. Because after, after reading that one, I was like, nah, I gotta. <laughs> I, 
you some things you can say you're like oh you know what this is what's coming to me there are other things where you're like mm -mm. let's find some some context all right verse five a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones a time to embrace and a time to refrain from from embracing a tongue twisting situation Verse five, once more, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. So I'll read what my footnote has. Um, to cast away stones may be a euphemism for marital sex, while to gather stones may be a reference to refraining from that activity. Others suggest that these phrases literally refer to throwing stones into a field to prevent its cultivation and collecting the stones so that the field so the field can be utilized for planting. A third possibility is that of scattering stones from an old building that has been destroyed while all the all the time collecting good stones to build a new structure. The meaning of these verses remain obscure. Praise the Lord. Because I certainly was looking at those two lines and saying uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, mm -hmm. And thank you, Lord, for your word. I know that they landed here for a reason. And and generally speaking, you know, like, like we've discussed before, this chapter, these first eight verses, there's depth to them. I don't, you know, I don't even begin to say that I believe I have the depth of these two of these eight verses. However, collectively, they are speaking to the reality of life, the rhythms of life. And the fact that because so many things change in life, they are ups and downs. I'm sorry, I'm so thirsty. The ups and downs of life that and the only thing that remains constant is Christ, is the Lord, is God, is our creator. He is the one we should be putting our focus on. So, yeah, he's the one that we should be focusing on. He's the one that we should trust when everything else seems uh, uh, unpredictable. We should depend on the fact that he is predictably constant, uh, predictably trustworthy, predictably compassionate, predictably uh, present throughout all of these seasons. So once I got to verse five, mm -mm, y'all y'all heard it. That's just, that's what it is. They say they don't know. So <laughs> it's obscure. The first one, Cast away stones is a euphemism for marital sex. I can't even. Okay. Uh, literally throwing rock or stones into a field to prevent its cultivation and collecting stones so that the field can be utilized for planting. I'm game. Okay. Okay. And then scattering stones from an old building uh, that has been destroyed while all the all the time collecting good stones to build a new structure. I'm yeah. Okay. I'm not even going to say that any one of those is wrong or right. So um, you decide which one is, is, is resonating with you more. But the second part of verse five, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Um, I'm going to go in the, in the vein of friendship on this one. How is this going to work? I like I like how this is written and the reason why I'm thinking about friendship is because I do believe there's a season for friendship I'm gonna try to make this short and and 
sometimes friendships are built in close proximity and most of the time oftentimes built in close proximity and then seasons change and, and experiences happen and people move and they go their way um and i think it's important for us to learn excuse me how to embrace in season and also how to refrain from embracing and i think it's interesting because it says to refrain from embracing um refrain means to stop doing um it means to you know it, it the way the way i'm hearing it <laughs> the picture i have it's not like somebody's coming up to you like hey and you're like mm, you know stiff arm that person like mm, nah 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 we good this is the refraining season like <laughs> no I feel like I feel like what I'm what I'm feeling in my spirit right now is just a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. You don't always have to have your arms open to something or someone. It's okay for that person to also not want to invite you into their circle. Speaking of rejection, I've been in that place many a time where I was really deep with people. There was a time to embrace and it's like, oh my gosh, we're all in it. We're here, we're here, we're here. You know, people move away, stuff happens, whatever. And you try to reach out again and it's like, mm, uh, you know, you're not here anymore. <laughs> For, I don't know. I will never understand that because I'm not saying that I, you know, I don't have friends that I don't engage with, you know, sparingly or over time but I still remember people and when I see them it's like for me I'm like what's up what's good like it doesn't matter if I if it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago five years ago five minutes ago it doesn't matter if I see you and I know you I'm gonna try to let you know that you're seen um but not everyone is like that and it's okay and frankly speaking even though I know I'm letting you know that I see you that doesn't necessarily mean that you are our lives are going to intersect like they did before it's okay there's a time to refrain from embracing there's a time to refrain from embracing as well if you've been uh hurt in some way um and refraining from that embrace does not mean that you hate that's not what it's saying it didn't say there's a time there's a time to um to time to embrace and a time to hate it doesn't say that it says there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing which means you still have the capacity to embrace, but in this time, you refrain from doing that. Uh, it's almost like I could, but I won't. <laughs> Simply. I could, but I won't. And that but I won't could be for any reason. And I'm hoping that that reason is not pent up anger and bitterness and dissension. But even if it was that, that you just realize that life is full of seasons. And some people you will be able to walk up to and embrace and and, and welcome them back into your uh, welcome them in your life and enjoy them being a part of your life. And there are seasons where that's not the case, and we have to be okay with that. I love how God put this together because I mean it really does. The hardest part about the refraining from embracing is the is is rejection. No one wants to be rejected and no one really deep down wants to reject. Or maybe some people do. I don't like rejecting people. Um, I, I don't. 
I think there's a difference between putting up boundaries and rejecting. Boundaries is one thing, which I think this is more so what this is. Refrain from embracing. Refrain, like put up the boundary. It's okay. It's okay. But don't let that boundary become hate. Don't let the boundary be up because of hate, right? So yeah, I'll just leave that there. I think, I think, I think that's, that's okay. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Don't take it personally. Assess the situation, assess the environment and let whatever is before you be what it is. Um, but don't let your heart become calloused to the point where you're not willing to embrace again. Allow your heart to be open for that. Learn to be, learn, learn to forgive um, so that you can be free to love. Um, but it's also okay to put up boundaries. Boundaries are good. God gave us boundaries to protect ourselves. Not to preserve ourselves, but to protect ourselves. <laughs> Only he can keep us. Only he can preserve us. That's what I'm going to say to that. So to recap, to everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to, time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. Until next time.